Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podland, episode six. I am joined with Ian, Jason, and myself, Nick. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. You're you're joined with yourself. Joined with yourself. Interesting. So let me get this straight. We're an international podcast. Domestic. But Domestic. we're certainly not an international. And you're joined by yourself. Very interesting. We're off to a great yeah. start, Jeff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One day we'll go international. But that day I, is not this day. I am schizophrenic. I had I had two <laughs> or three friends email me or not email. Text me. I'm like straight out of nineteen ninety. This is already going downhill. This episode's <laughs> Did all they over. write you a letter? I had, I had a friend page me this past week. <laughs> they page me and they're like I had multiple friends be like what is this international thing? You guys have mentioned like three times you're an international podcast, which you certainly are not. Well, we could be if one of us moved to Florida. So I have been out of the that's country. Still, before. That's still, oh my well, God. Not, you know, <laughs> one of these, one of these episodes, we will be international. One of us has to go out of country or something. <laughs> um, you guys have a good weekend. You guys watch the masters at all? I did. Yep. Yeah, of course. Scotty yeah. Scheffler. Four, wins on four wins in his first six starts to the 2022 it's season. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I was glued to my TV all weekend. I he is, I personally think, I don't know if I said this last week, I personally think the Masters is one of the greatest sporting events of the year. Agree. It is. It is. Big agree. It's because. You know, you don't have the same people winning it every year. It's just, it's different every year, and it's beautiful. Not to mention the course. I mean, I don't think we've had a history behind it. Jim Nance saying, hello, friends. Hello, friends. (laughs) It's April. The azaleas are blooming. What? Augusta National. Um, Sunday afternoon. It's a tradition unlike any others. The Masters. That was pretty good. On CBS. I mean, come on. Just goosebumps. I uh, read a stat today that um, Scheffler has raked in already like 10.1 million this year, and John Ram last season total uh, only got seven. That's oh, incredible. so Scotty's having quite the quarter. Yes, quarter. Emphasis on quarter. We're not at the end of the year. Yeah. He's off to a brilliant start this season. So there's a reason why he's the number one golfer in the world right now. Also, he's 25. Yeah. He's he is the most dude. 45-year-old, 25-year-old looking <laughs> dude is. I've ever seen. I kept looking at him like, "Is this is a 25-year-old. He is my age, and I couldn't see it. Oh, man. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if I was, if I should have been like, oh, good for this middle-aged man yep. making a nice you yeah. know, <laughs> little run at the end of his career. <laughs> if I would run into him at, like, Kroger or something, I think I would say, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> like, that's how old he looks. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think about Tiger? What's your take? I'm just uh, I'm, I I'm just happy he made the cut, and I was happy that he had a good attitude and mindset throughout the whole weekend because that's what you have to have at your first major back from that kind of accident. So yeah, almost losing your yeah. leg. It was it was great to see him golf. Obviously, that first day was awesome with him hitting under par. Um, him making the cut was was awesome too. I did not think he would after that sh- shaky second day. Um, but yeah, after the, seeing him walk around on Sunday was a little sad to see how like how bad his limp got throughout the weekend. But I'm I'm glad that he uh, had a good attitude about it. And obviously, like 
I think everyone kind of meme said that he was gonna win. Um, but I mean, I I think that would have been impossible with yeah. how his body is. We'll, we'll see. We'll see with some of the majors coming down the pipe. I think he. Um, I think he said he was gonna play um, the Open Championship. So we'll, we'll see. I think he played. I, I was just happy to see that he was yeah. there. I think he played well for the situation he was in. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Totally. totally. I. I, it's shocking when you put it into context. Yeah. The fact that this man not only almost died, but then almost had his leg amputated only 14 13, months ago. 14 months yeah. ago. Yeah. And he's making the cut at the Masters against the greatest golfers in the world. It's 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 pretty yeah. awesome. So I, I was happy to see him make the cut. And uh, and no surpri- I think there's no surprise the way he finished up. He just doesn't have the stamina yet. But did you guys? Yeah. You might get it back in the next couple of years. Did you guys miss Phil Mickelson there? I kind of. I R.I.P. Phil. Yeah, I kind of. I kind of missed him, but at the same time, it's like you know, there, we got we got so we got so many great golfers on the course, like you know, yeah. So the real lack of lefty representation for me personally, <laughs> but um, I forget you're a lefty. Fine. Yeah, it's it's a real problem when you try and go you, and look at clubs. You being a lefty made me knock down your clubs that night. Yeah, that's probably why. So, um, Jason is there's a story yeah. there that I do not understand. <laughs> he, Ian move. Ian likes saying really niche things. You could just honestly bleep all of this. Like no, you don't. No, 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 no don't. Because then the audience bleep. will understand that we hang out outside of the podcast, and that's what they want to hear. Okay. No, either Ian, that, you are or... an actor that we pay to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Liberty, Bibbity. Sorry, that's. Uh, speaking of of family and friends, did you guys see Brie Larson is joining the Fast and Furious franchise? <laughs> I Nick, you had to. Nick, you had to. <laughs> dig so far deep <laughs> for this new segment no like he you fit you he finished up the the show notes like five minutes before <laughs> we started the show that is not true i, I did his show notes like i look at earlier. it and it goes brie lawson joins f10 per vin diesel's instagram well and it's i like, wanted there's to... so many there's so many issues with that like statement number one I didn't even know they were making an f10 i mean i i'm not surprised they're making an f10 but of course f10 sure and 11 like they're gonna be f20 yeah, and then uh, and then Vin Diesel's Instagram. Do you follow Vin Diesel? No, I I follow publications. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I follow Variety and Deadline. They tell me about and it. And then last but not least, Brie Lawson. Who cares? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Where's Florence Pugh at? Can I have my Pugh corner back? <laughs> you you. I'm sure you will have Pugh corner soon enough. Yeah. I Sorry, can't, came out I can't picture Florence Pugh in. The Fast and Furious franchise, but then again, I think I couldn't picture uh, Brie Larson in the Fast and Furious franchise. The only way she can get me to go see Captain Marvel two in theaters and not stream it on Disney Plus six months after is if it's connected to the Fast franchise, like eventually, like Vin just hands her the reins and it's just the same character. So she just flies around and uses her powers. Oh yeah, (laughs) but at the end she gets a super cool car. Tyrese tries to hit her with like a Mustang or something. <laughs> really dumb. This this segment sucks. All I care about is uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock still haven't mended their relationship. So, um, the the Rock won't be in F10, and I'm sad. 
So. No. Yeah, speaking of, of Vin Diesel's Instagram, his, like, pleas to him, you can go back and look these up. He, like, pleaded to The Rock, like, three times, like, very publicly, like, hey, my children love you. Please come back and join our million-dollar franchise. <laughs> and, then, and then The Rock was just straight up, no, no, no I'm not coming back. Not I'm doing done. it. I, I mean, these movies are so dumb and off the reservation now that, like, they can do whatever they want. I don't care. Yeah. Like, Jason Momoa, I think, is, like, the villain in the new ones. Are you for real? Yeah, not joking. He He's signed wow. on to be the villain. So I'm looking at the list. I'm trying to remember, like, which ones I've even watched. Because I've seen a lot of them. I don't think I've seen all of them. Did you see um, the last one? The one I did last summer? I did not see the last one. And I also did not see the fate of the furious but the last one i think i watched was furious 7 which actually the paul walker one yeah i thought that one was really good i like that one that one was one the one that james wan directed yeah yes i that one i thought was pretty good i my they figured it out i think around tokyo drift um that hey let's just double down on the absurdity of these yeah yeah yeah, just i think they're self-aware and it's fun they're they're a fun watch so i mean f9 the last one go to space oh yeah oh that's so so ridiculous i haven't seen it but that's so ridiculous (laughs) can i uh can i drop a a quote on you guys really quick i did not put this in the in the notes i just want to i'm looking up the quote for you right now i just want to get your if it has the word family in it Jason, you can just bleep this out. I purposely didn't get this. I think I might have shown Ian, but I just want to read this to you. This comes from Colin Trevorrow, director of the upcoming Jurassic Park Dominion movie. All right, you guys following me? He said in an interview with Empire Magazine that the newest dinosaur, which is called the Gigantosaurus. The Gigantosaurus. It is is not Okay, hold on. The Gigantos... No, wait, wait. Wait, wait, Ian. The Gigantosaurus, and we swear we are not making this quote up, (laughs) it's going to be like the Joker. (laughs) You guys in in for that? Okay, first of all, I just want to say, Jason, before you start just yelling at Dominion for no apparent reason, because you are a Jurassic World hater, but... I just want to say that Gigantosaurus is an actual dinosaur, and you can look it up. Okay, so Gigantosaurus yes. is real. Yes. When I first heard it many years ago, when I was a young lad, I didn't believe it either. I was like, they just. What about the up. the Joker T Rex? The Joke Rex. Is he saying? Is he saying the movie's going to be like the Joker? No, he's the- saying that that the new dinosaur, the new big bad Stop dinosaur. It. Is going Stop. to be, and I quote, like the Joker. We live in a society. <laughs> so, you guys excited for Dominion or what? Oh yeah! Are you kidding me? That scene like, where the that's that scene where the dinosaurs are pulling at James Bond you know, and they're running on the rooftops in Italy. That's the best thing ever. Oh my gosh! The Joker. <laughs> you're going to be watching the Jurassic World movie, and the dinosaur is going to look at. Bryce uh, Dallas Howitt and be like, do I look like a dinosaur with the plan? <laughs> and then the dinosaur is going to pull out a gun and shoot Robert De Niro in the head. Do we, so. do we think that these dinosaurs are going to talk? No. In these movies? Like, 
Like the last one. This is the last one allegedly. Like it's I feel like they might pull out all the stops. It's definitely not. There's a human dinosaur now in the last we thought, one. There's like the well, it was like they the like clone. They cloned they cloned the human the little girl based on the dinosaur DNA or tech that they had. We yeah. That, that we was thought crazy. we thought Indiana Jones was over and then they brought Indiana Jones 5 into they breathed life into that. So I think with the amount of non-original movies going around, I don't think any franchise these days is safe. You know? So. We need to get um, beyond these terrible yeah. new segments Anyways, we have. Speaking- one, one last thing. One one final thing. This came out today after I, after I made the notes. Man, Nick is throwing in some left. Oh, this is, this is – I think this one is just Realism. for me. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, Ian, a little bit. Um. This is this came from a um, article from Variety about the upcoming slate of movies for the Cannes Film Festival in France. A secret film directed by David Lynch will premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. The film will star Laura Dern either as a cameo or a supporting role, along with some Lynch others. That gets me so excited. I don't know if you guys are like Lynch people. I, I'm a Lynch. Head. David Lynch hasn't released a movie since 2007. He has made short films and then like in 2017 made Twin Peaks season three. But this is like he filmed a movie in secret with Laura Dern and it's coming out at one of the most prestigious film festivals in the world. I'm excited. I, That's I, all I have I'm to excited. Say. That's I'm, a, I'm a lynch head. Maybe not an eraser head. Lynch head. But I'm a lynch head. So, uh, Jay, have you seen any David Lynch movies? Not really. Isn't he the one that made the original Dune movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was terrible? Yeah. He hated it. Yeah. He, he hated being a part of that movie. The um, studio interfered a lot with it. I I have not seen many Lynch movies, but I certainly well, know who he is. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm excited. He hasn't made a movie in like 15 years. I'm excited about that. That's all I have to say on that. I'm Ian... Take it away. Okay. Speaking, I'm going back a couple steps here. Speaking of original films that aren't connected to a franchise. Um, this past weekend or week, we watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. Yes. A24. This is is this the first movie we're actually excited to review on the pot? Other than we literally the, have the an Batman. episode about Batman. Yeah, we literally That's started true. with I'm the sorry. Batman. And don't forget about Uncharted. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, our unreleased Uncharted episode that will might see the light of day. Might if you guys subscribe to our Patreon. So, um, so everything all at once, Jason. Uh, is eight twenty four is newest? I would I want to say uh, what a sci-fi comedy action. You know, it ha- it's has a blend of everything. Yeah, it's what do you even? Yeah, what do you even categorize? Uh, Pick so any cool. genre, and you can. Uh, it's under that. miscellaneous genre um, directed by uh, Daniel Scheinhart and Daniel Kwan. So the two Dans better known as I think they they, they call themselves Daniels better the Daniels. better known as the better D&D for you Game of Thrones oh. heads. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh come on now. Great. Yep. That's come on reference. now. Get it. Let's go. So this Ooh. film is about Ooh. an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. 
Unfortunately, this sweeps her up into an even bigger adventure when she finds herself lost in the infinite worlds of the multiverse. And yes, that last word in that um, synopsis is multiverse, and this is not connected to the MCU. So let's give a little round of applause to original films, everybody. Original films. But I did see, before before you get into your review, I did see that the producers on the movie were Anthony and Joe Russo of Avengers, many Avenger film fame. So I wonder if they were like consultants at all. You know what? I had no idea until the credits rolled. They probably just like approached Daniels and were like, hey, can we throw Benedict Cumberbatch in here anywhere? No. No. <laughs> absolutely not. No. So I loved it. I I think it's an easy contender for film of the year. Um, have we even said the name of the film yet? I don't even know if we yeah. have. Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have. Everything but what is it, Jason? What is the movie we're reviewing? We're reviewing everything, everywhere, all at once. Can you just repeat everything that I've said up until this point? No, don't, don't, yeah. no, no. This movie is uh, about an aging Chinese <laughs> no, immigrant. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I loved it. I think it's an easy contender for film of the year. I have an A24 list on my letterbox, and it surpassed it surpassed everything. It's number one now. Um, I think this is um, Michelle Yue's finest um, like piece that she's done in her career, and uh, I think uh, I think personally, it's good to see. Um, Kay Kwan in another film other than being Indiana Jones's sidekick in the Temple of Doom, which Nick turned to me. He was like, Ian, this is this is short round from Indiana Jones. I'm like, yeah, I know. And he still sounds like I had short no round. idea. Yeah. Which is insane. But what are your guys' thoughts on this? I I loved it. So I mean uh, that's coming from a pretty optimistic standpoint. Jason, I know you're the pessimistic one of the group, so let us know your thoughts. I don't even know how I've gotten that title because I feel like before we started the podcast, the last year, Nick has been the one who's been really hard. On I definitely, I definitely, like our Morbius review last week, I definitely saw red. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't the blood from that movie. Because <laughs> there uh, was no or blood. Or lack thereof. Right. <laughs> I okay, so this movie, first of all, came out of nowhere. I I knew that Michelle Yeoh was in an A twenty four movie. I had heard a couple of like the you the movie YouTube channels I watch mention it a few times, but I didn't really look into it. I don't even think I watched the trailer for it. It just kind of came. It kind of was out of nowhere. At least in my world, I don't know if this was like anticipated by you guys at all but it was just in the last couple of weeks this thing started picking up huge steam because it was released in just a small amount of theaters countrywide right i mean there was there was only a few screens showing it and the people who was going and seeing it were giving it these unbelievable reviews and i'm not sure if it was originally planned on a widespread release but certainly after the reviews, they have pushed it out to every every theater you can think of. So it's definitely available everywhere now for good reason. This movie is freaking fantastic. 
What a bonkers movie. And what a gigantic win for, to your point, Ian, original cinema. I mean, in the world of remakes of superhero movies, comic book movies, franchises, you know, we were just talking about MCU, DC, the stupid Fast and the Furious movies. I mean, in the midst of all of that, it's awesome when a movie like this comes out and and grabs such a huge hold on pop culture. I mean, all my friends are talking about this movie. I would assume a bunch of your friends are talking about this movie. My I friends mean, this are idiots. is big time right now in pop culture. And that is a giant, giant win. I'll just I not, I'm not even talking about the movie right now. No. I'm just talking about the kind of state of the of the film industry and what this is going to do for it. I mean, leave it to A24. I mean, they're just they've just been solid on these. I mean, you can you can bash Lamb and a lot of their more recent uh uh what are you making that face for, Nick? Who's bashing Lamb? Nick so, you have muted. some Lamb bashers? Nick muted himself on all Zoom. You will, the Come on, I'm man. gonna repeat that. It'll my audio will pick that up. Who who's bashing Lamb? Are there Lamb bashers out there? Nick, don't act like you love that movie. I let's mean, just let's just keep it at this. A twenty four pumps out great originals all the time, and I'm very thankful for them. Um, this is biasness aside, um, but this this is by far I think their best work. Um, and ju- I mean, just credit to the directors. I mean, they did such a great job. So, uh, Jason, those those were some good thoughts. I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't even talk about the movie, right? But Nick, Nick, why don't why yeah, don't you Nick, go ahead, jump off. Yeah, this I this was the most original, creative, fun movie experience I've had in a theater in a while, like several years. Thinking back, like a movie that got me this floored coming out of the theater. Maybe Blade Runner 2049 in 2017. But even this, like, maybe even more so. Like, this movie is super original, super fun, like you guys said. It blends together so many genres um, with the multiverse that it opens up within the movie. Uh, Michelle Yeoh uh, does a fantastic job in the lead. Good old short round and data from Goonies does fantastic and like his first role in forever. Like I seriously haven't seen him in a movie in like years. Fantastic. He's like maybe the standout for me in the movie. He has so many fun scenes. Um, this movie is super witty. Like the humor hit almost every single time. Like you you can tell when something's like intentionally unintentionally funny or like intentionally funny or like when a joke was supposed to hit. The jokes just hit over and over and over again, as well as like the dark and emotional family stuff that it also balances and like the fun, like levity of it all. Like, I don't know. It, yeah. it was, no, it, it's got unbelievable. a great, it's got a great range between being extremely serious to the point where these, these dilemmas and themes in this movie are connected so well to what we're experiencing these days and what the world is going through right now. And then it's throwing in little subtle comedic relief that is just, it's not overdone and it's not done poorly. And it's just what we needed. Um, yeah. To your, to your point, Jay, this movie 
was on my radar a bit just because I follow A24 and like indie movies super well. But it, like you said, it it really didn't pick up steam until it started debuting. I think it debuted at South by Southwest at the beginning yeah. of March, and then it started to open up in limited limited theaters, and like it, the reviews were unbelievable. Yeah, it. I was blown away because I keep up with that top two fifty narrative lists on Letterboxd, and I mean this has been sitting at number one for a couple weeks now. I think. Um, and for anybody who's on Letterboxd, that's hard to do considering the amount of people that love the movie Parasite. Um, so I think, you know, if we haven't convinced you with these general thoughts that we're having right now. Yeah, wait till we get it, into the movie. Yeah, wait until we get yeah, into spoilers. That's what's, that's what's so great is we're, we're talking big picture right now. We're talking broadly about the movie, and we haven't even dug into no. it. You, I mean, not even, I'm not even talking spoilers. And so that's just like how profound, obviously, I think this movie has had on the three of us watching it. It's, I mean, again, all weekend when I wasn't watching the Mastos, I was hanging out with friends and we were talking about this movie. Yeah. And so it just huge round of applause to your point, Ian, for A24, for the, for the Daniels, the, the duo D &D. who directed this movie. This D &D. is, this we is our D&D &D redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the new D&D. &D. Uh, the old D&D &D is dead. And uh, and and before I, I jump in the movie a little bit, just to point out, this is, I think, only the second feature film. I know they've done a ton of short films, but uh, these are the guys that made Swiss Army Man. Yeah, mm, yeah. With Paul That's Dana right. and Daniel Radcliffe. Which mm -hmm. I haven't seen, personally. I don't know about you guys, but... Um, yeah, it's great. I've also, yeah, I've also heard it's pretty good. So Number one I Paul remember... Dano fan here. That one came out six years ago. So these guys are not pumping out content. I, these guys take their time. I, I'm curious because they had they had subtle shots of different movies in this movie. And it's just all a part of the multiverse. I'm not going to give anything away yet. But I wonder how long it took them to uh, make this. Dude, dude, especially during the second half of the movie, I just remember thinking consciously, who in their right mind can think of this? Right. Can, you know, can can write a story like right. this? It's just so bonkers, so outside the box that it's uh, it's highly, highly impressive. Yeah. I sat there also thinking, man, we're going to be seeing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in a month. That movie is not going to be able to touch this movie in its creativity and its you know, and it's just originality, pure yeah. wackiness, originality. Yeah. There's just no way. And uh, we keep we keep throwing this original word around, but it's true, and it needs to be emphasized because in this world of different universes and everything's got to be connected, and you know, spinoffs of this and this character from this franchise. You know, it's good to get some content that is fresh and new from actors that we love. In many different films across a couple decades and i don't know i'm just i'm happy this just thinking about this film just makes me happy and it's just amazing so should we get into spoilers guys yeah let's just yeah. let's just dive into spoiler talk so i don't i mean i don't even know where to start i can't believe um, they killed well, iron man Yeah. 
Yeah, that one land. That one landed pretty flat. Well, let's just let's just. Well, there's my one right MCU on. joke. <laughs> let's just move. Let's just move right on over that one. I was okay. like, I was like, was uh, Robert Downey Jr. in this movie? I just completely missed. He might have been hidden somewhere. <laughs> right there. Who knows? Okay, let me stop by saying this too. Um, getting a little bit more granular here. I also had no idea Jamie Lee Curtis was in this movie. I didn't I either. knew that Michelle I knew Michelle Yeoh was in the movie and I was excited about that and that's all I knew. And then Jamie Lee Curtis shows up which I thought was hysterical mm-hmm. and her f- opening scene I thought was fantastic and I was like, "Oh, this is like a great cameo." Yeah. It ain't no cameo. No. She is in it in it and is fantastic. I think my favorite scene was uh and this is just another example of just a subtle comedy in this film is when they were fighting and she fell down the stairs and her head was just through the wall her character stayed <laughs> she just, she just yeah her character the, just stayed like that for a solid like five minutes and they they yeah. they run past her with her head still on the wall just like napping or unconscious and uh no she was oh man she is she's always been like a standout a highlight in any of her films but this is awesome like she plays i mean i'm i'm coming out of this movie thinking michelle yo i mean for real could get an oscar nom for leading actress jamie lee curtis for real could get a nom for best supporting actress D could get a nom for directing yep. for for writing original the screenplay, screenplay I mean, yeah i'm coming out of this movie thinking man there's just not a lot of cons I wrote my review on Leatherboxd, and it was super short and super broad because I, I, I couldn't quite yeah. figure out what to say about it yet. I was still processing it, and so I just was like, "Oh, this is a bonkers movie," and like, I'm like, I need to add like one sort of critique that I possibly can. And I watched this movie at 10:30 p.m., hmm. and it's a longer movie, mm-hmm. so I finished at 1 a.m., and so I was like, "Well, maybe it's a little long by like 10 or 15 minutes," and I think after processing, I'm not even sure that that is a fair critique. I mean, I didn't feel disengaged throughout the movie, and it was just kind of late for me. I will take so I'll, I come I come out of this movie thinking, what is what was a missed beat here? It is so good on so many yeah. levels. I will take a I will take an extra runtime for original content. So, um, and by no means, in my opinion, did the the long runtime. Uh, like it's, it's not, it's Achilles heel. Like it's, it's still great throughout and it doesn't, the, I, in my opinion, the pacing is really, really solid throughout. I think, um, you know, it, by, by no means is it complicated in any way we see, we say multiverse and it says multiverse in the synopsis, but it's not complicated. It doesn't need to hold your hand like the MCU films do where they, you know, flashback to a i don't know a different movie to catch you up on what's going on so yeah yeah the 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 way that they tell the story and the way that the plot unfolds it's very easy to be along for the ride and to understand what's happening and there's no plot holes it like for something so complex like hey there's this multiverse there's you know thousands if not millions of of alternate realities of alternate universes that kind of thing usually 
falls flat. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it's really hard for anything time travel related, multiple universe related, all these kind of huge concepts. Movies, screenplays, really hard to write a two hour movie that encapsulates those ideas and and do it well. I'm not even sure Endgame does it really well. I mean, you can really pinpoint some some holes in there, but this movie. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And I, I mean, I keep saying these blanket cliche, cliche words, but I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it is along with, along with everything I just said. It's deeply moving too. Mm-hmm. It, it, this thing is packed with commentary on, you know, the twenty first century life, and uh, and I think specifically for younger people how they how they view their life. I mean, it's it's this talking about depression. Yep. It's talking about outlook on life in general. You know, how we go about in the midst of of, you know, feeling empty. It's just they're very real-world themes going on. Extremely. And extremely in in the midst of universes with hot dog fing- fingers. Oh my gosh. You know, it's the just hot dog like fingers are so there's, funny. There's these hysterical moments that is I mean my whole theater was dying laughing yeah. and in the midst of that there's these deeply moving and deep that's themes. that's another thing is I I recommend I I don't know where you'd be able to watch this in a month or so but I recommend going to see it in a theater because more than likely you'll get a theater that's you know paying attention to this movie because a it's great to look at but b it's hilarious to the point where the audience is going to react and when you have a fun audience it makes the going experience that much better Mm, and yeah i mean that's a that's a a whole nother thing with cinema and whatnot going out to actually see movies but i mean i i know i enjoyed it way more because you can feel the audience being moved comedically and then when a serious part comes up you can you can feel this the quiet and everybody just choking up or holding back their tears when the main message towards the end is presented and she's having that dialogue with her daughter next to the car Mm. it's like you couldn't help but just be like i was laughing at this movie two seconds ago and now i'm yeah i'm crying yeah so i think it just it's just such a brilliant piece of cinema that we haven't we haven't seen in a long time. So I feel like Nick is itching to say something over there. His face is no, no, I'm not. You can uh, keep going. Okay. <laughs> so um, I want to say one thing. This film is beautiful. These the some of the shots in this are awesome, and the colors that they used on the different outfits and um, how they transported between the different universes and just the dialogue within itself was hilarious and so well executed between all the main characters. Michelle was brilliant. And I think her, I think her performance just stood out to me. I think I, and I hate saying that because everybody was great in this including Jamie Lee Curtis, which to your point, Jason could make a run for best supporting actress in this because I mean, she's listed fourth in the letterboxed uh, cast, but she, I think her part was essentially the, the second best in it because of how 
well her character it's hard to say character development in this but how well her character like moved throughout the, the yeah. film so i don't know i'm going on a rant right now does anybody else want to add anything i thought the editing was super cool too it was super uh like you said it kept the pacing engaged but there was also like some montage stuff that kind of reminded me of terrence malick's the tree of life a little bit um hmm. i thought that was super cool i don't know if that was intentional or not but that was that was something i caught um it was it was really 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 engaging just from like an editing standpoint um it really kept kept you engaged so i thought it was really cool going from seeing this movie this week and then morbius last week it was like light and day from like a technical <laughs> aspect and speaking of that technical aspect i i found it highly impressive that all the special effects the cgi all that kind of stuff it looked really really good and this i know was a tiny budgeted film and i watched even a a short little interview with D and D, and they were talking about how um, a lot of these, a lot of these shots that they got. I mean, you wouldn't believe how they got it. That one scene when Michelle Yeoh was like f- falling through different universes, <laughs> and there's all these different universes, you know, flipping through in the background. That was one of the directors just walking through like New York City with literally like a GoPro. And just like walking around, and that's the footage that they wow. used. Wow, oh, that's cool! Like, that's awesome. It's, it's crazy how they were able to use the small budget they had and and turn it into what we see now. And Nick, you you bringing up Morbius is a great example of a movie with a giant budget. I actually want to look that up. I want to see the difference. If someone wants to look that up of the budgets between this movie and Morbius, you watch Morbius. I got you. And it is a CGI slugfest and. Sh- sure like some of the cgi is fine like i think morbius himself looks fine but for the most part it seems very plasticky and pretty cheap so and, morbius uh, morbius is between 75 and 83 million damn. and then and how much was everything everywhere all Nick, at once? do you have that no i looked up morbius <laughs> i bet i bet everything everywhere all at once is like is like 15 20 million 25 million 25 wow 10 off but still that is a significant number less than morbius and so it's 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 just impressive it's every every way you split this movie up again from a directing to casting to acting to writing to set design cost i mean every way you look this is just a highly impressive movie that hits home on all cylinders that's deeply meaningful and impactful to the audience that's watching and highly entertainment entertaining that's incredibly funny. I mean, you can just go on and on. This is this it's gonna be hard to beat this for top film of the yeah, year. Yeah, I I think um I think you're right in that aspect. And I think the only reason in my top ten list I have the Batman over it is because I I just I it's you know what? I don't know. I don't know why. Regardless, I I think I think both these have both the Batman and everything everywhere all at once have a very impressive resume for 2022 cinema. Um and I don't know how, you know, 
originality plays in Matt Reeves' Batman, but I think Matt Reeves did a good job on, you know, making it a little different than the rest of the franchise. But I think in terms of what you want to define original, everything, everywhere, all at once is going to take the cake. And I think uh, if we're not, if we're not, uh, you know, talking about me rewatching the Batman five different times, I think uh, everything, everywhere, all at once could be number one um, by the end of this year for me. So, so what'd you, uh, what'd you give it on Letterboxd? What was your score? I gave it a four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. I also gave it four and a half across the board. I, um, the only thing keeping me from a five is, is that like the only thing I can come back to is it felt a little long, but again, I watched, I mean, I watched a late showing. I need to watch it a second time. It was really close to being only my second perfect five star on Letterboxd. Um, did you guys also notice when you are on Letterboxd, the review button is a Google yes. AI? Yes, so I laughed, so and I, I that's where I love Letterboxd is that they do little stuff like that that's just awesome. Well, obviously, we obviously I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but we keep pushing Letterboxd. We have no sponsorship, obviously. <laughs> we have 12 people who listen to our podcast, but we obviously love Letterboxd. If you don't have one and you're listening to this podcast, you obviously like film enough to where you should be on Letterboxd. I, it's, I it's a no-brainer. plug it to every one of my friends that I can because it's currently my favorite app ever. And although it could be tweaked just a little bit, um, I think it's really well done. And Yeah. The social aspect of, of it could could have some improvement, yeah. but it's, I think, it's uh, overall great. I think in terms of just being able to log a movie and give it a five-star uh star review out of five you know i think it's just i think it's cool so any last final thoughts on on uh, go see this movie everything everywhere all go see this movie if you haven't um and if you have go see it again because i know you're itching to and this is your this is your final itch is that we're saying go see it again because i'm pretty sure all three of us are going to ian's itching people nope Ian, I'm, I'm, if you oh, uh, if you're offering, I'm not gonna. Okay, I think yeah. I think Jason I'm see it again Jason tomorrow. was dis- Jason was disappointed in hearing that I have a girlfriend. So, oh, um, ooh, think, you uh, have a girlfriend. Not disappointed, <laughs> just mad. Okay, uh, I, Nick, I, what are you talking about tomorrow, man? <laughs> I think I'm gonna see it tomorrow. I would not be surprised if I move it up from four and a half to five. Like you said, but I think another viewing could iron it out. The the letterbox sheriff will be on top of that. It, it's just really hard to put a movie at a five after just one viewing. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I don't want I don't want the hype to influence me, and uh, and so that's why I actually put it at four the night I reviewed it, and then the morning after, I was like, this is not a four. This is at least a four and a half. So, I checked. Well, let's. Uh, I checked your five star, what? and I saw that you only had one, which is impressive. Sonic so. the Hedgehog. It is Sonic the Sonic, Hedgehog. That's Sonic it, the Hedgehog two, actually. Whoa. Yeah. It. What's great is that this weekend uh, was the release of Sonic the Hedgehog two and Ambulance, and I'm not gonna watch either of those films. You. You're gonna have to watch one. Yep. For the pod. Big, 
Do you remember our for the pod? You're gonna have to watch one for the end our our April roundup. I'm gonna consider it. You're gonna gonna see. We're gonna see Sonic Two, aren't we? We will fly out to California and force you to watch it. No, we won't. But (laughs) let's um let's do uh, let's do some cleanup and then and then get out of here. Make it a little bit of a short episode. Uh, Nick, what have you what have you been watching, reading, playing this past week? Got the new Lego Star Wars. <laughs> played it a bit. Did you really? Yeah, played it a bit with Ian over the weekend. We beat the Phantom Menace. You both Menace. have it. No, we hang he, out he outside over. of the podcast. He came over, uh, made some mules, played some Lego Star Wars as adults do. Yeah, it's really fun. I had no idea until I started playing it. Like, I knew that they revamped everything. It was, like, kind of more open-worldy. You could play it at hop a bit. I had no idea that they completely overhauled the level designs of like the actual like campaign you can do throughout the movies it's completely overhauled the the combat's sweet now it's it's really cool i i am excited to really? dig into it a little more i love the original game. oh yeah the original is a classic yeah i grew up with those i uh been rewatching season five of better call Saul, they just dropped it on netflix so refreshing a bit before season six comes out in a week and then i think we got we got ozark at the end of the month we have some we have some cool tv coming coming down the yes, pipe do. yes, moon knight do. you guys you guys liked episode two i think you guys liked it more than i much. did i thought it was yeah. a little rehashy of episode one but that's fine we can i don't want it to touch on it too much but yeah it was it was fine <laughs> ian what have you been doing I've uh, been just doing a lot of things, man, this past week. So insightful, and uh, me. Uh, sorry. I've been sorry. watching. Uh, I I rewatched the Incredibles, which are always great. I love. Are you on like a Pixar? Kick I right am now? a little like the bit. Last couple episodes, you've been mentioning Pixar movies. Uh, what did I watch? Encanto and then the Incredibles. Yeah. Um, I watched the 1989 Batman, which I thought I was going to. He be had never little... seen it. Yeah, I, I had never seen wow. the 89, or I still have yet to finish Batman Returns. Um, I I was expecting Michael Keaton to be a little better, but just was not a fan of his Batman. Um, I did like Jack Nicholson as the Joker, I, think, I thought. I'm honestly not a big fan of any of the Batmans I, before Chris Nolan. I think my, my hot take of those stretch <laughs> of movies, the two Burton and the two Schumacher ones, is Val Kilmer's the best bruce wayne slash batman out of the three that between michael keaton oh, george clooney okay, okay. Which is, kilmer i think he, I thought you were about to say all time no no, no, no. <laughs> out of out of that Whoa. early stretch of like live action oh, um man. i think he's he's That's my funny because he's because he's usually regarded as well maybe george, no i'd say george clooney's kind of regarded as the yeah, worst george i don't know easily i mean worst. michael keaton's definitely regarded as the best of the, yeah that trio that's why i said it's my hot take i think uh I think uh, I'll make the ultimate decision when I reach Val Kilmer and George Clooney. So, yo, you're gonna hate the George Clooney one. Batman around. Um, I ridiculous. will say that I I watched for the first time yesterday, Dazed and Confused. Um, Matt McConaughey and Ben Affleck's debut in acting, and uh, that was enjoyable. I liked it. I know Nick, you're not a big fan of it. I know that. It was. So. It, was it was not funny to me. Yeah, that, and that's that's fine. I I went into it with a okay this is kind of like a breakfast club mentality except it's not so um 
I enjoyed it. But yeah, I'm excited for Moon Knight on Wednesday. Um, I'm all caught up on Halo for Thursday. So Halo does he keep is... taking his helmet off? Yeah, he's still got. He's <laughs> actually got all of his clothes off in the in the third episode. Yo, oh, fantastic! Yo, so we now get a little go. We get a little. Now we get I'm a little cheeky Master Chief in the episode in the third episode. So I had him going well, to turn you know, that on Ian, right I, now. I actually yesterday subscribe to paramount plus so Dude. i am prepped and ready to go to watch halo okay there you go so i, I haven't Check started out it yet but 1883 and the mayor of kingstown both are awesome paramount okay. plus originals okay. jason what about you what have you been watching i guys uh i shared with you guys my guilty pleasure tv show i was watching last week mm-hmm. didn't I? yeah bridgerton <laughs> um I'm not going to confirm or deny that, but I will say I finished it. Uh-oh. Was uh, it hot and steamy? And Was it steamy and hot? Look, I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast is going to care what I think about uh, said TV show that I would not confirm nor deny that I watched. But uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Not as steamy as season one, uh, which as a as a Christian man, <laughs> I'm very thankful for. Your name is not Christian. It's Jason. And uh, and it's not as good as season one. Season one's better. Yeah, Did, but anyway, the main I'm not guy gonna, left. I'm not going to talk. The Duke is not in the show, which is really confusing. Apparently, he's not in the books after the first book either. But his wife now, you, shows up in the show in the or, second season. Can you confirm or they, uh, deny that you've read the books? Cannot confirm or deny. Now, moving on. Outside of that, obviously, keeping up with. Uh, the Lakers show, Magic Johnson, Winning oh. Time on HBO. I'll let you finish. Very good. No, that's it's that's very very good. I have um, I have been watching obviously Moon Knight, see, uh, episode two. Not much to talk about, uh, but I think it ruled. pretty good. I enjoyed yep. it. I enjoyed it a lot more than what Nick said about it. I really enjoyed it. I I'm really excited about the the show. The first episode I thought was fantastic nick nick episode two just felt like it was kind of building up I th- for the rest of the I season think more of the story developed in episode two and nick denies that so yeah oh for sure for sure i heard a couple of people say it was just a rerun of episode one which i don't understand at all we learned a ton in se- in episode two that just because you learn stuff doesn't make, make it like engaging or fun or insightful i was fully engaged well, that's true I mean, we, I, we did learn about I, morbius I you were not engaged. So. Um, Jay, you, I mentioned last week that I got the Laker book, like the Showtime book on Audible. I am almost done oh, yeah? with it. It is so wow. good. It's actually, it has motivated me to restart the show. So I'm, I'm uh, a couple more episodes in. So I'll probably keep up with it week to week now. But the book was amazing. That's impressive. The book is narrated. Yeah, you're flying through The that. book is narrated by Jonah Hill, which Nick loves. No, it's not. Oh, that's great. Is it? No, it's oh, not. Oh, I was going to say, that's, that's that is, great. I don't what even know what Ian is saying. Ian is drunk. Didn't Jonah Hill direct one of the episodes? He, episode two, which is the one that I thought was like, eh. That's that's all I remember from our last episode. Just Nick mentioning Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill and how he hated episode two. So I just wanted to throw that in there for the little audiobook treat. So. <laughs> Well, last but not least, let's let's look ahead a little bit to next week. Next week, I, I it's so funny. I've like forgot that this movie's coming out. I looked at my AMC app because I'm an AMC StubHub's member. Celebration. And and I have uh, yes, yeah, celebration. No, 
My only the card. Michiganders are going to know what celebration is. But I have uh, three movies I've booked tickets for. And uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Northman, and Doctor Strange. And I was like, oh, yeah, what the heck? I'm watching Fantastic Beasts in like three days. That's so odd. But we're watching Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember the last one very much I, at I watched all. a I, recap. I'll I sent it to you. I watched it today because I, I didn't want to rewatch them. Well, I, I'm not going to rewatch the first one. I liked the first one. I thought it was fun. And I, I think I watched the second one one time in theaters, and I haven't seen it since. So I I don't dislike it probably, it sounds like, as much as you, Nick. I'm probably going to rewatch the second one before I go watch the third one. I don't um, I don't hate them at all. I just think it's funny that they start – like they box themselves in with the Fantastic Beast thing, and it's not about yeah the Beast at all. It's not about the Beast. Which is yeah, really that's why funny. I'm not even going to – that's why I'm not even going to rewatch the first one because – the first one has is going to have nothing to do with this third one, and they yeah you're right they've evolved it into basically just a Harry Potter prequel yeah. which is fine with me it's totally fine with but me. they're I love, like it is just it's just funny that it has the Fantastic Beast tag name yeah. on it it is love, funny that this is the third Fantastic Beast movie and we're getting the third actor to be Grindelwald. I just yeah. think that's like yeah. I don't know why they didn't go back and do Colin Farrell again. I feel like that they could have easily done that, maybe scheduling or something. But I don't know. It's that is funny that like we're three movies in and it's like our third Dumble or third Grindelwald. So yeah, I, I don't have any problem with Mads Mikkelsen. I love Mads. But oh, he's great. For sure. I I I just feel like a little part of me is like, oh, I should. I should not go see this because they did my boy Johnny Depp dirty, but I'm gonna see it because. I mean, also the Ezra Miller of it all. Oh yeah, that that is something that we probably should have talked about in a little bit of chit chat. Yeah, well, but I think we could. I don't talk even about want to talk. I don't, don't want to talk about, about that either. Instead, yeah, we can talk about talk family. About you know, and that's what yeah, this. Yeah, and that this what this is a. This is a family yes, podcast, and that is man. what this podcast is about. Jason, do you want to wrap us up? Yep. We're going all I don't know what else to say. Uh, all right, that's it, boys and girls and ladies and, <laughs> and mom gentlemen. and moms that's, everywhere and, and moms not everywhere. You know, if there's anything you can take away from this podcast, it's that these three gentlemen, Ian, Nick, and I, love our moms. All right, so Nick, to all the moms out there, Nick doesn't like mine. Hello, good afternoon, and good night. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Love, love you, Nick. Uh, what?